Hi, and welcome back to the Utojua Hujui podcast. Now, a quick word before we get in. Your girl, Aileen, has a little bit of a potty mouth, which means she does not mind her language and she speaks the fluent French, <laughs> um, which is all to say that I understand that some people are a little bit uncomfortable with this language. So here's just a warning for you. If, however, you are not uncomfortable and you would like to learn about the world around you and capitalism and colonialism and just like... All this fun shit with a dazzling, brilliant, and funny host, if I do say so myself. Um, keep listening. Hi everyone, it's Editing Me here. Just wanted to give you a bit of a heads up before you listen to the episode. Um, the audio is up, down, all around. Like at some point you're going to hear some knocking like Queen Liz is trying to get into heaven. Um, and I'm really sorry about that. I have done my best, but I'm not an audio engineer. So please bear with. I'm just very proud of the content and of this episode. So please give it a listen. Bear with me with the audio. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. No, please just press the R whenever you're ready. Are you recording? She did that all for show, guys. I I'm actually the tech didn't. Person. I've been recording for I'm 21 seconds. The one seconds. who organizes everything <laughs> for her. She really is really behind in the tech game. And, and, and people who know her would probably back my, me up in my, my statements. But hello, 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 and welcome <laughs> to the Uta Jua Hujui podcast brought to you job. by... Aileen. He's lying to you guys. He's stealing my job. Like, I really don't know what to do, but he did it wrong anyway. It's hi, ho, hello, and welcome back to the Utojo Jui podcast, the show that I am now actively using to process my anxiety. What's up, y'all? How are you doing? Uh, uh, you're asking an empty audience whether they're doing well. See, they can't respond. Hey, in their heads, it could be responding. I don't know what's going on in your head when you listen to a podcast. All I'm going to say is you haven't welcomed me yet. Oh my god. Who is that? Who's that knocking at the door? Mm. Oh my, it's crazy. What there is he go. doing there here unexpectedly? Mm-hmm. Are you happy? Ah. Oh, thank you for the very dry welcome. My god. Um <laughs> my name as those of you who know is Karevi aka as would be known in this podcast, say it. Karedikins? Oh, that's horrific. No, no, no. <laughs> Good greatness. greatness. I am the great one. Um, that's blasphemous. The better one, the one with a better voice. And uh, you'll know when I come here, you'll know that things are about to change in the Utajua Hujui podcast. It's, <laughs> it's time for Madogodanyo. It's time for the session. And it's a very simple thing. Mm-hmm. I'm in charge now. I'm captain now. Put that Captain Felix uh, <laughs> thing. Look at meme. Me. Look at Look me. I'm the captain now. And today, I am very underprepared for an overprepared wait, wait, podcast. Wait, hang on, hang on. Weren't you the same person who at the very beginning of this podcast? I seem to. I, I seem I'm, to recall. I'm your tech. I'm, I'm not in charge of your tech. I seem to recall. But in terms of thinking, because I have such great thoughts in my mind, big that brain consistently energy, just blow out and come to the fore um mm. yeah that uh, i don't mm. need to prepare uh, so there we go he who fails to plan plans to fail your face plans to fail <laughs> impressive why don't you just okay so <clears throat> so today uh, we can only start one place this is the first recording that's gonna happen 
I don't know when this is going to air, but probably as we are recording, week. okay, probably next week. Yeah. As we're recording, this is literally one day, like 18 hours after the death of uh, Queen Queen of Windsor. Is she the Queen of Windsor? She's a Queen of Great Britain, I think. I, uh, yeah. She's but see, they all have names. Duchess, Duchess of Sussex. No, 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 no. So Prince I think, of Worcestershire. Okay. So here, here's my very like brief and limited understanding of the royal family. You have a like. very expansive knowledge of the of the royal family. Stop trying to no. lie here. You have a very <laughs> expansive no, knowledge. No, I haven't. She knows queens from 5,000 years ago, even though the monarchy has only existed 1,000 years. First of all, first of all, you could technically argue the first king of England to properly united the Anglo-Saxon kingdoms with William the Conqueror, but that is a different. That's a different when point was altogether. William the Conqueror from? He was from Normandy. When? Oh, I know he did some big battle in 1066. That's 1066. Count those years, my people. <sighs> if a decade, if a if a century is 100 years, she knows from 1066. 10 to 20, 2020. That's at least a thousand years. I think. Yeah, it is. Is it not? 2066? No, it's not a thousand years. It's a thousand years. No, a, th a thousand years would be 2066. Yes? So it's it's 800, it's 940 something years. Yes! That, that distinction matters. Anyway, mm. so from my understanding of the royal family thing, like you have a queen mm. and then the person she's married to is the king consort. Mm. Meanwhile, when you have a king, the person, for example, um, Prince William, What's his what's the name of his wife? Catherine? Kate. Kate Kate, whatever her name is, she will yeah. be queen. I know her because apparently people were calling her Kenyan. Uh, you know how the the royal family has an unhealthy relationship with Kenyan how, with with the Kenyan people. Just know that. Take that. I'm gonna wait. Wait. Let me let me take this from my boss. <clears throat> take that to the bank. Okay. So TLDR, I think that the Long story next short. yeah mm -hmm. the the next the next heir to the throne room is now going to be called. The Prince of Wales and is going to be the Duke of Cornwall because that is what William is now going to be called. So William is now going to be called the Duke of Cornwall. He's now the Duke. So Prince of Cambridge Wales has been, Cornwall. he's left Wales, he's now gone to Cornwall where yeah. I assume they make walls of corn which we call maize which they're the ones who taught us to say maize. I'm just saying, you know, it's random. But I think, okay, I think my at question. This point question is when I first. Open my beer. Yes, I'm drinking first Savannah question. today. Wow. Yeah. First question. <laughs> could it? Mm -hmm. Why is it that we called? She's opening her beer with her teeth. Okay. Do you have a bottle opener? The Dentists who listen to Utaju Ojojui offer us a package. The gentleman that you are. Did you offer to open the, the bottle for me first? Um, I was so focused on this podcast, <laughs> I couldn't pivot correctly. Um, so that's the issue. It's called multitasking. That's a woman thing. Okay. <laughs> so before we get into the questions, mm. my first thing is you have to give me a, a brief breakdown of this. Mm -hmm. Why is it that we called the husband of Queen Elizabeth, mm -hmm. Prince Philip, mm -hmm. but now the wife of um, King Charles? His, yeah, it's King Charles. The third. Is going to be called Queen Consult. Camilla. Camilla. Harris. Okay, I think this goes back to like medieval history, not medieval, Tudor, Tudor, when Mary, uh, the bloody queen, that chick. Um, yeah, I so, know exactly who you're talking okay, about. Okay, so you have Queen Mary, he, she is the first daughter, the first, uh, the eldest kid of King Henry VIII, mm -hmm. and therefore she was the heir presumptive of the Tudor line after mm -hmm. Henry's son died, of mm -hmm. course. So when Mary ascended to the throne, like of course, as she was the first queen of England, but as a woman, she was still expected to like bear children and continue the line in that way. She still had to fulfill 
um, both not only the masculine duties of being king, mm -hmm. but the feminine duties of being queen. Um, and the person she wanted to marry was like her nephew, Prince Philip of Spain, I think. It was super gross. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I saw very the look face. Really, really. It's very normal. Mm. I think it's very normal. No, for, thank for you. Those, for those, for, I was going to say something, but I don't know who your clientele is. For the people <laughs> of <laughs> paler complexion, Mm -hmm. um, their histories have a lot of interconnectedness. It's like a, it's like a passion fruit vine. You know, it goes here, it goes there. goes, goes everywhere. everywhere you know? Okay, so when she wanted to get married, their principal worry was that the person she would marry would become king, mm -hmm. and this person was a foreigner, right? And mm -hmm. traditionally, a king always had more power than a queen, always yeah. had more authority than the king. Yes. Sorry, queen, yeah. So they wanted to avoid that. Mm -hmm. So I think when she got married to him, Parliament made a law that said he could never be king. He would only be prince. Okay. Right? And then, so she would only ever be queen. And I think mm -hmm. that tradition just continued on. Then why is this right. other one not being called Princess Camilla? Why is Ooh. she being called Queen Camilla? Oh, because uh, because William is the one who's inheriting the throne, not her. So, for so example, if... calling her queen? Because, oh, so, so with Camilla, so with Camilla, it's a bit of an interesting situation because of everything that happened with Diana. Oh, yeah, you uh, guys must be so pissed. All you Diana fans must be so pissed. Diana Stan, I am, but I will also admit that Diana was a fucked up human being. Like, she pushed her stepmother down the stairs and enjoyed it, kind of fucked up. She pushed her stepmother, down, she the pushed her stepmother down the stairs and she enjoyed it. The people's princess. I, I'm not kidding. The people's princess, everyone. Mm. Um... So yeah, like everyone was like was a bit salty after the whole, after how everything went down. Mm -hmm. But there's no way. But like I think after they, things got resolved internally in the royal family, yeah. that it was Camilla who was now allowed to be called Queen Consort. Mm -hmm. Whereas because Kate is you know the one and only for William, I mm -hmm. think she will have the privilege of being called princess of being called queen. No, now you see you're still not answering my question. Which is we call Philip the husband of Queen of yes, Elizabeth, a prince, prince. Yes. Why are we calling? The and wife I'm explaining of it to Charles you. It goes William, Queen. It goes back to who is inheriting the throne, right? In the case of Queen Elizabeth, because she was a woman and everything I explained with Mary, her husband would only ever be prince. Yes. Right. So why is it not being changed but on board? But with so that it stays within the Windsor Because family. the Queen means not, the Queen has never had that much power. That's the thing. Like when the person inheriting is is a man, mm -hmm. then he can be king and his wife can be queen and it not really mean much mm. um, because a queen has always had less, I guess, power than the king. Right? And then and then um, but we, in the case of William, because he's the one that's inheriting the throne, yeah. I think his wife will get to be called queen and queen outright. Mm -hmm. Versus if it was Charlotte inheriting the, the, inheriting the throne, God forbid, nothing happens to George, I think. Um, then sh I think Charlotte's partner would be called a consort. TLDR, royal stuff. Or, sorry, long story confusing, short, it's confusing. Yeah. yeah. really interested in this whole thing. Number one, um, to, to the memes. Sorry, I'm not very interested. I, how can you not be sick? The memes. What I'm is for me the most amazing thing about all these big deaths and all these things is watching how like the military and the the teams organizing the events do them. For example, if you watched Kibakis, they literally marched mm. from state house to I think it was Nyayo. Yeah. Was it Kasarani? It was Nyayo. Yeah. The Kasarani is too far. Maybe, maybe it was. I mean, it's Nyayo. possible. It it's Nyayo. possible. Given everything he's done for the country, that would be the bare minimum. So they, they marched him yeah. from there. Took like an hour. And yeah. I watched it 
the second for second, like seeing them do the, the thing, the craft, thing, yeah. it was also amazing. So now seeing, because it's Kenya, we are considered backward, Kidogo, seeing um, <clears throat> these people in their element giving a farewell to their queen, it'll be an interesting thing to see. So that's, that's about my interest. I've never watched The Crown, like most what? Kenyan people who are very into The Crown for some reason. It's beautiful TV. What? Oh, it's so good. So very, especially. I don't understand why I should watch my colonizers. Fair point. Fair point. I, Do they I, deal with the issue of colonialism? Not really, no. Um, being what it, okay. So the royal family is quite sensitive about how it's depicted. Um, to the extent where there is an entire ministry in England that also manages um, how that how the depictions of the royal family to make sure that it is quote unquote fair, and I think it's called like the Ministry of Culture. Um, and okay. so and so and so when the Crown came out, like I think, like they had to release a statement. If I'm not, if I remember correctly, mm -hmm. saying that like this is fiction and that some of these events have been highly dramatized, and we ought to be aware that yeah. like this like this isn't reality kind of thing. So I think if they had delved into the issue of race, number one, um, you they would have had to answer for why Queen Elizabeth II either allowed or did not allow or um, just kept on kept the policy that barred people of color from working in Buckingham Palace until the late 1960s. Delving into the race issue is, is one thing, mm. but delving into the colonialism issue, for example, there's this Twitter um, page I follow, I think it's called Africa Archives, Africa something. Yeah. And uh, now since the death of uh, Queen Elizabeth, they've not necessarily been posting positive things, mm -hmm. but rather they were posting um, I don't know if it was before the death or after the death. They were posting a picture of, how, how can I call it? It was like a, the biggest diamond ever found. Yeah. That was found in South Africa. Yeah. And was called the Pearl of Africa or the Pride of Africa or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Then the uh, Queen and the, the UK yeah. course, uh, appropriated it, changed its name. It has some now English name. Mm -hmm. And it was cut up into some pieces that are on jeweled on her crown, mm -hmm. her crown and then there's the big piece that the, the big diamond like a big diamond and that came from africa yeah that's it came from extraction yeah um that's normal unfortunately so so mm -hmm. i mean it's not normal so like very normal i think i think what we're definitely seeing on social media is 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 a split down the middle of like perhaps the white world and perhaps and dignified state leaders mm -hmm. being a lot more either diplomatic or a lot more willing to forgive Elizabeth for some of her failings. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more, she did this great thing, she supported the Commonwealth, she's um, fought against apartheid in the mm. UK, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then you have like political parties in Africa, you have indigenous peoples all around the world, you have basically black people on twitter mm -hmm. that are right that are number one like memeing this event to death like mm -hmm. my favorite category of queen elizabeth is dead memes mm -hmm. is how um princess diana will react when they when she sees queen elizabeth in heaven mm -hmm. those kind of memes have been very funny to me mm -hmm. but you also have on the other hand like a group of people rightfully criticizing queen mm -hmm. elizabeth like um this is from the uh economic freedom fighters 
party yes, in South Africa. belongs to uh, Julius Malema. Yes, and in their statement that they released 14 hours ago on Instagram, they said, and I quote, Elizabeth Windsor, during her lifetime, never acknowledged the crimes of colonialism that Britain and, and her family in particular perpetrated across the world. In fact, she was a proud flag bearer of these atrocities because during her reign, when the people of Yemen rose to protest against British colonialism in 1963, Elizabeth ordered a brutal suppression of that uprising. Mm-hmm. Um, during a 70-year reign as queen, she never once acknowledged the atrocities that her family inflicted on native people that Britain invaded across the world. She willingly benefited from the wealth that was attained from the exploitation and murder of of millions of people Uh across the world. The British royal family stands on the shoulders of millions of slaves who were shipped away from the continent to serve the interests of racist white capital accumulation at the center of which lies the British royal family. Now, I have a problem with that whole thing. And the way you were like, yes, uh uh-huh, 100%, gas queen. (laughs) I agree with the sentiment, but they're also falling into a trap, I feel. Falling into a trap. What is Why this are trap? they so focused on an, a death of an English? Well, we are falling into the trap as well, but we're we are openly hypocritical here in this Mutajuahujui podcast. Oh no, I fully acknowledge Uta it. Mutajuahujui, the byline. We are hypocrites. There we go. So it's not it's not wrong. <laughs> I I yeah so I like that. <laughs> in my in my hypocrite nature, uh-huh. one of the things that pisses me the most off about this whole situation. All of it, whether it was Prince Philip two years ago or one year ago, um, knowing that there's a Camilla, there's a Kamala, there's a Kabola, whatever, whatever what? the names are, there's a Diana, there's a, well there's a Winston. Um, mm-hmm. No, Winston is from my show, New Girls. Sorry. My God. It sounds like I thought you were talking about Winston show. Churchill. Oh, yeah, there's a Winston Churchill. Why do we know so much about them? And why do we focus so much on them? That's my issue with it. Like, us as activists of Africa, mm-hmm. the EFF, mm-hmm. unfortunately, uh, uh, a party that if they were to win an election, it would show how far and deep populism has reached into the economy. However, because how... Because they are too extreme. They are too extreme to have. Mandela could become president if he was to reduce his experience. He needs the 27 years of Mandela. He needs those 27 years <laughs> I was to calm down. Calm I was down, going sir. to say for the people of South Africa dealing with mass economic inequality, mm-hmm. the reality that like as a black person, it's still virtually impossible for me to own land. Mm-hmm. The uh, educational inequalities, the fact that your president and your government has continuously sold you out, if not to the Guptas, then to liberal and, and to, then to liberalism and capitalism. Like I would understand why you'd be pissed off and would be willing to engage in more extreme rhetoric. I'm not saying I I endorse it. I'm just saying I understand it. Don't get me wrong. I am for them. In fact, when I was in university, one of the reasons I have dreadlocks is nope. saying that my dreadlocks are for um, decorations uh, only. Decoration or Jamaica. Decorations. No, my Jamaican dreadlocks, please, people. It's not that I like ganja. Although, Utaju, Uh-uh. No, nope. <laughs> like I said, like I said, okay, hang on, hang on, because because I know we're we're like seventeen minutes in and we haven't done this yet. As, as you know, this is a drink friendly podcast. You know exactly what kind of things we like to do and don't like to do. Um, now, in terms of like other substances that y'all might want to consume, only consume that which is legal. That has been the official line of the Utajuhujui podcast. When the day comes that marijuana is legalized, because that day is coming, whether or not you like it, then we shall imbibe together. But right now, because it is illegal, don't do it. Yeah, I can't lie. When that thing comes to Kenya, Ooh. you will see the Kikuyu in me. I'm not going to consume it. 
as, as you uh, make one money. Of famous, one of the famous rappers taught me, don't get high on your own supply. Yes. So I'm going to just supply. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to find a farm and just farm ganja and then sell it to the people. And then if it has good effects, great. If it has negative effects, I smile with my chest. Oh my God, that, you're that the worst be. kind of dealer. You're the kind of dealer that like doesn't care about his customers, making sure they don't get fucked up. No, because everything messes people up. You drink too much alcohol, you're messed up. You eat too much food, you're messed drink up. Drink too much water, actually. You could, you could drown your brain. You can get what, what they call it, water poisoning. Mm. And so there are all sorts of things. So Malema, Malema is someone I agree with. That in principle. In principle. But in practice. In practice, his extremism cannot get him to that point mm -hmm. and i feel unfortunately a number of extremists who start off as extremists and mm -hmm. history will teach you that when they take power mm -hmm. they either do what they said which is a scary thing mm -hmm. or they just become the pig they become moderate animal farm yeah there's a book called animal farm that i think all kids have read where the pig that they thought napoleon who was leading the revolution became the evil that they hated um, the world just becomes the world is just like a cycle. We just go through leaders that we don't was like it? and we don't like them until they leave and then when they leave we'll be like, oh, we appreciated you more than the other one. Maybe I'm ranting a bit from events that have happened in the last months. <laughs> so, okay, um, two things. For context, mm -hmm. I think the both of us are currently going through that, uh, the five stages of grief. <laughs> we are processing the results of the presidential election mm -hmm. um, and what it means for our lives and um, I think you're at the... Bar denial slash bargaining stage of just I'm at the stage where I or anger. I to, I, I'm at the acceptance stage. I accept who my president is. Me, the issue is people do not know now that we are going to be saying deputy president Shigeru That's all. That's all <laughs> I have to say with that situation. Okay, people, don't you get that? Okay, that was the first bit of context I wanted to provide. The second mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. was as you were talking about how things are basically like very cyclical, right? That mm -hmm. your fate as a populist, as an extremist, mm -hmm. is to either live out your values and like realize what it is that you've been promising, a la Hitler, mm -hmm. a la Mussolini, a la like Erdogan, Idi Amin, Bokassa, like all these people, or you basically become a moderate, like, or you're forced into moderation, somebody like Trump. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming, but for Trump, oh, it's more... He was quite, he was, for, for where he is, he was quite extreme. Yeah, but for like, for Trump, it was more that he was stopped because he was incompetent, mm -hmm. <laughs> and everyone else around him was like, oh, was there, oh, there. Um, but it just reminded me of, I think it was Harvey Milk mm -hmm. in one of the, in one of the movies of the Bat of the Dark Man, ba of the Batman Dark Knight trilogy, mm -hmm. that said, you either die a hero, or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. villain. Yeah. Yes. It, it, it's, it's true. Um, first and foremost, I'd like to take us back up mm -hmm. just a little bit. Uh, when we mentioned Idi Amin, there's something I must say. Do you know Idi Amin's full title? Um, I don't, but I know it's ridiculous. So this is the one I found. I've just had like 10 seconds to search. It may be a little wrong, but I don't care. Okay. So His Excellency, yeah. President Folai, Field Marshal Al-Hajj, Dr. Idi Amin Dada, VC, ESO, MC, Lord of all the beasts of the earth and fishes of the sea, and conqueror of the British Empire in Africa in general, and Uganda in particular. Mm. That was his title. Do you know what that title reminds me of? Mm -hmm. You know that stereotype or that trope where in whenever you see a man with a really big car, you know, is compensating for something? Really? 
Now I was thinking SD, SD. small dick energy. Oh the complete opposite of what Pete Davidson had, which I still don't understand how he has big dick. Anyway, we move that on. Is Yoshida. We move on. We are surprising we people. <laughs> we. <laughs> That's why okay. I call myself Anyways. Okay, we move go. on. You so, yes. Uh, we've not looked at any of my statements. We so have far, not, none. Uh, because you're terrible. But let's, no, let, let, you let, are the one in charge. If if any if anyone is to blame is it is you. I am the passenger on this journey. Remember that Uta has been taken over by a sexier voice, ladies. A sexier voice. Wow. I I don't know how I okay. feel about you just turning my podcast into what is essentially... Hey, if you get any comments that come to my way, please direct them. I live on. Okay, uh-huh. So, <coughs> my first point. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have I have random statements. Mm-hmm. I'm going to state them, mm-hmm. and then we're going to debate them. And as a note, please, I don't always believe in the statements I make. I have been trained, and so has this lady here for Uta by our people here where we work to ask the random and difficult questions. So I'm asking random and difficult questions in the form of statements. Okay. So, statement one, mm-hmm. monarchies make sense to Africans. Now, have you guys heard of Yash Palgai? I think mm-hmm. that was his name. He was a famous, um, he is, he's alive. He's a famous, he's probably the face of law in Kenya. Constitutional law, yeah. For constitutional law for the him, past him and his 60 wife. years. Him and his wife. Him and his wife. Uh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Uh, Brilliant couple. Part of writing our constitution. He has been at the forefront. He taught in Dar es Salaam in Tanzania. He's a, he's a, he's a major guy. He major broke guy. down the um, BBI hearings at the mm-hmm. Supreme Court. It, like quite well, he's mm. been breaking down. He's still breaking him down. He's still he, not 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 the BBI judge, but he was breaking down the Supreme Court um, and the different questions and issues for determination mm-hmm. for the presidential mm-hmm. petition. Wow! So like he's always there at, at critical moments of Kenya's and legal he, development. He was there in Lancaster. That's sixty years. I'm ago. sorry. How old is this man? He's not a young man. Damn. He's not a young man. If he wasn't in the Lancaster one, he was around. He, yeah, he must he have been that time. as a like as a young young yeah. lawyer who was teaching in Tanzania. Yeah. He was teaching at the time because he was brought, I think, from Tanzania. Please don't judge me, Yeshua, if I get your history wrong. But he was taken from Tanzania and brought to Kenya, um, sort of not brought, but yeah. invited to come and work in the constitutional process. Um, and he's been a, a a great servant to the constitution mm-hmm. and constitutional writing. Mm-hmm. And in one of the um, an article I found. Uh, a journal I found when I was doing some research, um, he was once quoted as to state that Jomo Kenyatta believed that Kenyans demanded a monarchy. Uh, not, not, not a monarchy, but like strong leader of one person. Like basically dictatorship. Like Africans an authoritarian, well yeah. authoritarian. And that's, that's a, it's an interesting statement because over and over again, as Africans, we have proven consistently that we vote for strong men. Strong men. We don't like change. We don't like st- change, and we don't like weak people. We don't even like, like something. For example, making the statement of being a friend of someone, mm-hmm. saying I've shaken this person's hand, is seen as a weakness mm-hmm. to many Africans. So, as Africans, would monarchies make sense? I'm going to say no because, number one, you're painting Africa with too broad a brush. I think there are certain kingdoms or certain 
cultures and tribes in Africa that do have a monarchical tradition with a very centralized state. And I'm thinking of the Ethiopians. I'm thinking of the Kingdom of Congo. I'm thinking mm -hmm. about um, the Zulus, yeah. uh, the Bantu Kingdom, um, to a certain extent the Kikuyus. But for them, it was like it wasn't like you, it was it wasn't like a centralized state. It was more like each clan had its own, the like Kikuyu. yeah, like elder. We yeah. didn't have like a Kikuyu. Kikuyus had like a a weird. I think more Switzerland level. Yeah. Like you, are, you reach a certain level and, then, and you get involved in the yeah. decision-making process. Yeah, but you also have other tribal groups where the decision-making was more communal, where, it, mm. where you had a group of people mm. making decisions on behalf of the entire community. Yeah. Um, I want to say the Ogiek is an example of that. I want to mm. say some of the tribes of the Miji Kenda mm -hmm. are, are, have that kind of tradition. Um, yeah. So to say that like all of Africa um, is is aligns quite well with with monarch monarchism as a system of governance. Mm -hmm. Paints too paints Africa with too broad a brush. However, mm. Mm. I will say that colonialism did a mind fuck on the African spirit and on the African mind. Mm -hmm. um, I think that after generations, at least two, mm -hmm. in Kenya, um, of living under a highly centralized state, mm -hmm. where the only way you knew power was not that it was like somebody who your entire family has known for generations. Mm -hmm. It is somebody who's far away and power is being imposed on you from the top down. Yeah. I think that definitely fucked with our understanding of governance and it bred in us a trauma that came, that made it a lot easier for us to accept more authoritarian forms of governance. And it made it easier for somebody to come in and then say, um, Africans need a strong centralized leader. Mm -hmm. um, we also can't forget that the entire reason why the colonizers instituted a centralized state was it because centralization made the extraction of wealth a fuck ton easier, right? Because if, because I'm sorry, I know you don't like me swearing, but it's the truth. It, it was a we fuck ton. I don't take f words here. In but the, it was in the, in the Madhubanya podcast. Uh, Powered by Utajua Hujui. Oh my goodness. Okay, without so, any payment. So I'm give. You know what? We will discuss payment on the offside. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't want to expose, expose. how. Expose. The price of your services. Expose it. He asked for a piece of chicken. I asked for chicken. She That's it. One piece. That's the difference. I'm sorry. You asked sorry. me what chicken I had mm -hmm. in my fridge. I told you what I had access to. There were two pieces. One is yours. I think both should be mine. But anyways, that's... <sighs> That's neither here nor there. Really? She'll, she'll pay me back in, in months. Um, in, in more chicken. Chicken is the best currency. Think of the whole idea of currency. Currency is like a facade. We, right now the world works in a fiat economy where it's based on how we demand the money that produces the money. So now if we grow our demand for chicken and convert that chicken to a form of currency and it didn't go rotten when we passed it around, Chicken could be the new currency, and don't you think everyone would be happy with the chicken currency? Can get the chicken breast dollar, the chicken thigh Kenya shilling, you know. Then for the weaker economies, you know, the cutlets, the gizzard, the no? chicken nuggets. Yeah, that's 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 for the messed up economy. So like North Korea gets chicken nuggets, whereas the U.S. gets a nice juicy thigh. No, no, no. The U.S. gets a breast. <laughs> sometimes juicy, sometimes dry. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, back back to the earlier point. Mm -hmm. I think we also need to, like I said, we need to remember that the centralized state is a byproduct of colonialism. It was necessary for wealth extraction. Mm -hmm. And so when the independent government came in and they were trying to figure out a way to keep the colony, keep the economy quite productive, um, then I think they just said, well, this system works. So let's just 
That's just so you're saying our whole demand for the strong man is a consequence of the way we were colonized? I in think part. sometimes, I think in, in part. part, because I've also, okay, by, by political tradition, I am a bit of a, a bit of an anarchist. A bit. Which, no, no, which makes no sense, because me, baby girl, She's I love the soft life. Anarchist. <laughs> I she, love. She, she works from, like, early in the morning to late, late at night. night. But, too much but I was still the work the rest of us But I was still saying, fuck the state. <laughs> she embraces the system. Okay. Uh, as I said. Powered by hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Okay. What was the point you're trying to make here? Um, you were basically. Yes. Yeah. So, um, politically and um, traditionally, I'm I'm inclined to anarchism. This idea mm -hmm. that I would pr I'm very deeply suspicious of the state, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking that maybe we don't need a state like a big state thing to yeah. govern mm -hmm. us. Um, but then I was thinking, okay, if we don't, then how will we govern ourselves? We cannot. We that's the thing. That, that's the thing. I think I don't know that. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to think that capitalism ha is what has changed human nature slightly, but I can't prove it. Mm. I just feel like living in an economic system that prioritizes and incentivizes your greed and rewards you every time you are greedy and do something to fuck someone else over mm. creates a group of people who... That's human beings. Have you never heard people say, it don't matter how you get there, just that you do. And then, and then, now this is the f up thing. When they get there, they're like, oh no, it matters how you get there. But they are there. You can't have a billion dollars in your account and then say it matters how you got there. Yet we know you got your money from corruption, or you, we know you got money from selling drugs. That's how you got to start. I'm looking at you, Jay Z. You know, there are people. Ah, Jay Z, you know, I feel like, is a different situation. About how it matters how you get there. Yeah. Trying to talk to the people. But how are you going to change them when, to be fair, to be frank, and to be honest, you got there the way they want to get there? So can you really change them that way? Can you really? I think you can if you take the time to invest your vast wealth into things that give them options, mm. right? Because with the case of Jay-Z, the sense I get from his life is that he engaged in the drug trade because he didn't have need. an option. Like, he yeah, just wanted and that's to make what money. these people are doing. Um, They're getting in the drug trade because, because they don't have options. Because they don't have options. So, like, use your wealth to give them options. That's why I fully back. Yay, LeBron, for doing the school thing. Mm -hmm. Yay, Steph Curry, for investing back in your local community. Mm -hmm. Like, yay, Snoop Dogg, man. Like, doing the Lord's work. But you I just like Snoop Dogg because he's if 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 there was ever gonna be a legal marijuana that was global, it would be Snoop Dogg Enterprises. And that's that's why she likes Snoop Dogg because she dreams that one day it will be legal and she'll be able to try it for the first time. Not really. Actually, one try of my dreams, one of my dreams is that like I'm a, I'm at a concert and Snoop Dogg happens to spot me and he's rolling a J and he sees me looking at the J, looking back mm -hmm. at him mm -hmm. and he's like, "You want?" And of course you're like, "No, no, no, no," because you because you have you have to be like. No, because you've never then, marijuana in your life. Yeah, never, 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 never. Of mm -hmm. course, but Snoop Dogg makes it look so cool, right? Mm -hmm. So then, <laughs> so then, so then, obviously at first you're like, no, I can't, like I really can't, like you know, especially after COVID, you're like, no. But he's like, go on, go, come on, nigga. And you're like, okay, and then you. I don't want to the most high-grade shit in the you, world. If you're, if you're let, let, let's play this out. Please bit, don't bust my bubble, question. please. I'm begging you. I don't have much okay? else. If you're backstage. <laughs> A lady by yourself uh, and a guy called Snoop Dogg offers you a J. 
Now, the question you must ask yourself is Am I taking is he being Jay? nice and offering you a J because he thinks this is a nice person to get high with? Or is he thinking you're a groupie? Here's the thing. Who said I was alone? You assumed I would go to a Snoop Dogg concert by he myself. Offer you a, he won't offer you a, a, a J if you're standing there next to your boyfriend. Damn he would do it. I love you, baby, but seriously, we need, like, damn it. It's okay. No, no, no. We're both cool. We're both cool. We can do this. We can do this. Just keep that bubble. We can do this. Yes. Like, Snoop Dogg, if you're listening, by some chance you happen to stumble onto this podcast, please come to Kenya. Mm -hmm. We would love to have you, honestly. You honestly. You we would I'm the best tour guide in the country. Hey. You guys just need to pay me. I'm very cheap. Um, I charge 50K an hour. Um, <laughs> negotiable to, like, 1K an hour, depending on, on, on people who come, as long as you're paying for fuel and uh, giving me chicken. That's my currency. Okay, so now to answer the question yourself that you posed to me, do you mm -hmm. think that monarchies are something that... Do you think monarchies and Africans go hand in hand like peanut butter and jelly? Now, this is going to confuse you a little. No. My answer is no. Huh? I said it's going to confuse you a little. I feel bamboozled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel power shit. structures. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with any power structure that's out there currently. Any. And I know they're the only options, but all of them are trash. They're trash. They're not the only no. options. They're what we have so far. Yes, because our brains haven't reached there. Mm -hmm. Because, number one, having a strongman leader mm -hmm. is great in theory. Kenyans, it's good in theory. Every Kenyan thinks that a strongman leader is going to be Kagame. It's going to be Lee Kuan Yew. Uh -uh, but even Kagame has his issues. I'm just saying that he's going to develop us, mm -hmm. change us, mm -hmm. move us forward. And mm -hmm. there are people I've spoken to who said they're willing to sacrifice their Freedoms. human rights, a little of their human rights, for development, for progress. And uh, fair enough, that's fine. So people always think it's going to be the Kagames, the Lee Kuan Yews, the ones for the tigers in the South Korea. No, no, no. You can also get an Idi Amin. Yeah. You can also get um, a Bokasa. Um, it's a very doc. easy, a Papa Doc. It's very easy for the system to F you up. That's mm. the only problem with monarchies and all these things, is you'll have one great leader, mm. and then the next one's trash. Mm. But you can't throw out the one who's trash, because, oh gosh, he's our leader. That's, so yeah. that's the problem I have with it. However, now, democracy is just as trash, because I believe in a statement, which is going to be my second quote, my second statement to yes. you. Yes. For the people despite the people because the people are trash people are trash guys you guys are trash i'm trash everyone's trash because think of it this way we don't vote um and we don't select our leaders based Rationally. on on logic we base them on anger emotions heart and those are the things that matter this election was about anger people were angry towards someone and they voted against that person mm -hmm. um other elections have been about fear mm -hmm. It's never about who is going to do the job. Yeah. And so the politicians who come into the, fro, the fray, and then, and, then, and then the worst thing about us trash people is now when we get this group of trash um, um, people we consider to be trash leaders, yeah. we're like, oh God, the leaders that are here are such trash. But it's because... <laughs> what? <laughs> it sounded like you were doing a prayer to lift them up. Like, oh God, the leaders are such trash, but please turn this trash into treasure. <laughs> Okay, because of our work, you've talked to people who've asked for your opinion. And then they say, oh, I'm not voting because the crop of leaders are so bad. Yeah, they're trash. But it's because you and you and the people next to you don't vote logically for people who will bring you the most um, progress. Mm -hmm. You vote according to other things. Mm -hmm. And so democracy is trash and dictatorship and monarchies are also trash.
So for the people, despite the people. But, Winston but that means, yeah. But is it Winston Churchill? No, no, no. Winston Churchill saying democracy is the the worst of the of the the best of the worst options we have. Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. Is still a trash option. Okay. Next um, statement. So I'll skip for the people, despite the people, because yes. I've had my rant, and that's good enough. Queen Elizabeth uh-huh. is the reason uh-huh. that Hollywood has glorified the princess idea in the minds of modern women. No. If you watch things, um, I have sisters. Um, hopefully, they'll be listening to this at some point. Hi. Um, uh, so, because of my sisters, not because of my own interests, because I only watch actions. Okay. You know, I got it's involved. Okay I, got, for I, men I only to... watch actions, ladies. Uh, so, I got exposed to shows, movies like Princess Diaries, um, uh, Mulan. You know, all these the princess, princesses. Of the the, the 90s. The 90s and the early 2000s where it's just a field of stories about princesses. And it's created this whole thing that um, men don't really want to be royals because being a royal doesn't look very enjoyable. But women, every woman wants to be a princess. They want to be kept. They want to be held in a certain way. They want the long, uh, (laughs) they want the long dress that goes 10,000 kilometers. So so, um, my question is, because we know that Queen Elizabeth is what has one-handedly, soul-handedly, mm-hmm. has sort of glorified what it meant to be a royal. Everyone looks at her and is like, that's a royal. Mm-hmm. Now with uh, King Charles, people are going to be like, oh, that's a royal. You know, the, mm-hmm. you see my, you see my dr- like the facade around it is going to die. And so my whole thought is Queen Elizabeth mm-hmm. is the reason of this re- rejuvenated interest in the the, the the royalty world, or is it Princess Diana? It's those two. I would argue. It's Princess Diana, actually. I was gonna say it's more Princess Diana than mm. anything else, because she gave us a very compassionate. You don't have the blood, but you can be a princess too. No, oh no, no, actually, that was Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly was the first commoner who became a prince. Well, well, she actually stayed with her man, yeah. Yeah, like the prince, like the current prince of Monaco, like the current king, or whatever, is. One of her descendants. Wow. And she came from Hollywood and mm-hmm. then, you know, became a, a freaking princess. It's incredible. You too can be um, a princess. But I don't know why. I think looking back at my own childhood and the mm-hmm. reasons why I wanted to be a princess. And want that white wedding with the white long uh, dress and the veil that just blocks your face. Not as a, So, like, for me, it was Heels more. That are painful. Mm-hmm. No, it was more that I wanted to be a princess because if I was a princess and nobody could tell me what to do. Right, I could be in charge. I would be beautiful. Mm. Um, I would be have responsibilities. Mm. Um, I would be important. Right. Um, I think as a girl, being a princess is one of the few ways I could. I felt like I could exert a form of like political power. Mm-hmm. Um, is the best. Uh, reflecting on it now is mm-hmm. is is the best way to put it. Because I never wanted. I've never ever wanted to be a politician. And you but don't want to be like. You know, one of the things about being a princess is you can be extremely wealthy without, quote-unquote, doing much. Like you, you, you do work. Your beauty, yeah, but your beauty is, is, is one of your biggest... Yes, you're beautiful, you're, you're graceful, you're elegant, you're intelligent. Yet, you, yet all you women I talk to have read this book called Sense and Sensibility. I've never actually read it. The Pride of Being Honest. No, the that's pri- not about, Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice, that is correct. And all those teach you that that life is quite boring and people were quite... Not uh, even that, like Princess Diana's experience. Being kept is horrific. Princess Diana's experience alone was enough to disabuse you 
of the of, of the idea that princesshood was something that was only glamorous like mm -hmm. her, i think the interview she did in 1995 where mm -hmm. she acknowledged that there were times where she wanted to kill herself as princess and the royal family did not know how to deal with it and in fact did not help her mm. and then coming back to 2021 where megan is telling you the exact same thing that like she like i i know you have issues with megan i'm not on megan's side in this debate i know you have issues with megan but having the but i can't i can't understand where she's coming from you the can british call me a bit of an uncle tom Just yeah like no, but the british tabloids are fucking brutal <laughs> no the british tabloids are fucking brutal to black women so i can understand where they're coming from Easy, especially with her they are they are so like to hear those same to hear that to hear the same sentiments that diana was making in 1995 echoed in 2021 mm -hmm. suggests that being a princess you have to deal with it's basically it's a job mm -hmm. in a very toxic work environment and you can't quit yeah um i think many and yet all of you still want to be princesses then sing about i like raindrops and gadgets are plenty not not really i got who's it's and what's it's galore okay i i listen this to my mom it's like if Prince Harry, because it's only Prince Harry, fuck, fuck Prince Royal. Mm -hmm. If Prince Harry was to storm through this door and be like, Aileen, I'm leaving Meghan for you. I don't care that we have two children. You will, you will be my new princess. Mm -hmm. I would think about it before saying no. Because if really? Meghan went through that shit and she's a like she's she's a woman that can pass, mm -hmm. imagine me and my black ass with my dreadlocks Lenny, trying to be princess. Ah, uh, see, like I refuse. Me. If Meghan were to walk through those doors and somehow <laughs> had that power of being actually uh, like being in line with the system, and I could become a prince. Hell yes. Really? Uh, I really? want to be kept. Please. Keep me. You want to be a baby boy. You ah, want to be a baby boy. Let me tell you, life is uh, life is a scam. <laughs> it is too hard. It's extremely stressful. And making that green thing called money, yo. So if someone can just feed me money, and my and I just need to gym, I need to take care of certain things, and have people taking care of the kids, um, I'm, and all I have to do is just sit and be invited to attend a few things, even though I've lost myself, is better than the hustle. It's not great, but it's better than the hustle. That is the only reason why I'd want to be a member of the royal family. To be kept. The financial security, because yeah. Ch Charles is now said to inherit the Queen's private fortune, which was worth about 370 million pounds. That's not true. It, it is. was a lot more. And also, think of it this way. I am tired of the of my Buckingham Palace. I'm going to Scotland for the summer. I'm going to Windsor. To I'm going to Kensington. I'm going to Kensington. I'm going to Kensington. I have like ten palaces. Or you call Richard Branson and be like, "Hey, I know you have a private island. Give me." You seen that? Now imagine me if I ever got the number of Richard Branson. Hey, you I'm, never stop calling hey, I'm the dread guy. Please, <laughs> please uh, give me give me a quarter acre of your island. Please, please. <laughs> It's been a hard life. But, but that's my sentiment. Next statement. Next statement. Hmm, which one was, which one, hmm. Hmm. Ignorance. Ah, I'm going to mix these two questions. Okay. These statements. Ignorance mm -hmm. and selective amnesia mm -hmm. are useful tools mm -hmm. for a nation's health. So, this is to give you context. Please do give me this context. Uh, as Africans, based on our identity, we are very angry towards uh, certain things. And it's, we, it, it has been what we call the cause of, of a number of our issues. Mm -hmm. That thing is colonialism. Mm -hmm. 
if we could have amnesia about certain moments in our history, if we could forget, mm -hmm. and then even better, if we could then alter what we remember mm -hmm. to be ignorant about it. For example, making certain villains, uh, certain the way people were written on, the heroes of the story, just and ignoring the real part of their lines, mm -hmm. Like Shaka Zulu mm -hmm. and all those people, just make them heroes. Just like the way, this is like America, just make them heroes. Forget, forget that John Smith was, 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 was terrible to Pocahontas. Let's just make him a hero, you know? Mm -hmm. And ignore the history. Yeah. Countries and nations' health would be better. We would progress further if we actually didn't know much, if, if we could forget about certain parts of our history. Remember, I don't always agree with my questions. These are to make people think. Yeah, and it's making me th think because I'm of two minds about this. Mm -hmm. thinking, about the, thinking about the country as a biological organism, mm -hmm. um, even the ability to forget and be ignorant of certain things mm -hmm. is an important process that your brain needs. It's important. In order to keep you going, yeah. right? There are certain things that you just don't remember. Imagine if you remember everyone Everything. You hurt. Everyone, Everything everyone you that's did. ever hurt you. Every rubber you stole from your friend in class too. Mm -hmm. I'm still rubber. sorry, man. <laughs> you still remember that? I stole a rubber from a friend because I lost my rubber and I didn't want to go home and tell my parents I lost the rubber. So now oh. you got him into trouble? I got him in trouble. And the worst thing is he had oh. written, he, you know those rubbers that we got in school where there's the orange part and the blue part? He had taken the time to write his name on the rubber. So I broke the rubber and scratched off his name. So it just looked like a deformed rubber. Um, but I, I stole it. So I'm still sorry. I think his name was Degwa. I think something like Degwa. Uh, this is about 16 years ago. He probably has never even thought about it but you see now this is not healthy remembering this it's is not, not okay. healthy so and 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 that is the distinction that i want to make because i think that it's not that we should not remember any everything it's that we need to know how to forget mm. and what things we ought to forget mm. because i think especially with the american experiment because that's what i'm going to call america right now um it, it's very clear that they chose to remember the wrong things about their history as, oh, as, as, as a country. Advance them because you create heroes, random heroes. Um, and we've done it a bit with the, Jomo, with the Kenyatta. Boys, Jomo Kenyatta. We, we make them heroes. Uh, JM Karaoke is a very interesting example because if you read his history, you, you can find a number of things that were not necessarily done right. Yeah. Um, and, but if I was to say that in front of historians, in front of Kenyans, I'd be crucified at the stake. Mm -hmm. I've just mixed two types of being killed. Um, <laughs> those people, we glorify them and sort of forget that they were humans that yeah. had complexities and good things and bad things. So why can't we do that more? Why can't we do that when we look at the colonial experiment? It'll, it'll mean, like, less, we'll just be like, also forget all the aid in the dustbin because we owe them no money okay the reason why it's it's important to that we all get on the same page about how to remember colonialism and how mm -hmm. to incorporate it into the national historical narrative mm -hmm. is because colonialism fucked up a lot of things for a lot of people True. um and we need to uh, properly account for the harm mm -hmm. properly account for who's responsible for that harm mm -hmm. how that harm came to be mm -hmm. and how it was eventually stopped mm -hmm. so that hopefully 
it never happens again. But more, but more specifically, that that specific kind of colonialism mm-hmm. never happens again. See, it's what we did with the Holocaust, mm. right? And now everyone has, has kind of gotten the same page yeah. that we should not commit genocide against Jewish people. Everyone else is still fair game, but against Jewish people, we shouldn't be doing that anymore. Mm. So. Um, I'll say my last statement of that before I bring the final statement and then we close. Okay, cool. So the last statement I have with that whole um, thing is that I'm a history buff. Yes, sir. I love my history. Not uh, American, mm-hmm. although I know I know like 35 American presidents, guys. That's so terrible for if I call myself 45 out of 46 is not bad. That's terrible because I should only know like one. I mean, in terms of you being an African... No, but in terms of you being an Africanist, the important ones you need to be aware of are Abraham Lincoln because he's founded Liberia. You need to be aware of Thomas Jefferson because of what he did to Haiti. You need to be aware of uh, Woodrow Wilson, Theodore Roosevelt, and Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And of course. JFK. Who's Bia? Oh, Barack Hussein Obama. Junior. Okay, so um, for me, as I've read through African history, especially Kenyan history, Mm -hmm. you learn that history can be one of two things. Mm -hmm. It can't be in the middle, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It can either be what projects you forward, Mm -hmm. which is what we have failed to do a little bit because we've all forgotten our history, or it can be a crutch that just continues to hold you back. Just like, as we said, remembering certain things you did in the past can actually put you in a state of depression where Mm -hmm. you can't move. There are certain personality types who they need to know that everything that went wrong in their lives was not their fault. Yeah. They, it, they need it. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't have it, then what are they? Mm-hmm. So to me, we need to know more of our history, but we need to be more strategic about how we tell those stories. And some of those stories, we need to sensitize, sanitize them. Let's just make ourselves the heroes. And then 100 years from now, a small group will come and say, oh, you guys completely changed history. And uh, we need to bring back that history and then they'll take it to our classrooms and then we'll have a fight of whether they should be in our classrooms or not. If you got the hint about what I'm connecting to, I hope you didn't. Final statement. Yeah, what's this final you statement? Didn't get it, huh? You didn't get it. I feel like I got it. I feel like it has something to do with critical race theory. Yeah, yeah it has everything to do with that one. I'm just, but I'm critical just race theory makes a lot of sense. But I'm, I'm, I'm makes sense, but I'm just saying, the, the point of the problem with critical race theory is the Americans told the story wrong. Yeah. They told it to make themselves look to not feel, bad. Not, to feel better, to feel about, better about what they yeah. did. So if we do the same, then a hundred years from now, we will be going a small the community thing. will come and do the same thing. Then why not do what the Germans have done instead? Um, I don't, I, I, there's a big German name for what the entire process is called, mm-hmm. but in essence, it is a very deliberate process of me- of remembering the right things about World War- about World War Two and, t- and making sure that everyone gets the right kind of lessons. Mm. Um, and as a result, like I, re- I remember reading on Reddit and Quora about stories about students who studied in Germany and about how like part of their his- historical studies was visiting um, um, concentration. Thank camps. you, concentration camps. There you go. And about was <laughs> yeah. about visiting concentration camps and and about how how we how they had those kind of discussions in class mm. so why not do that Maybe. right cool. as, as as a country for example like why not do an entire mm-hmm. unit on history about massacres that the kenyan government has actively either Actually. turned a blind eye to or directly benefited like the one maybe, in wagala maybe Jim, germany would be an interesting statement because to me i'm like put those blinders put no. them on because that's how you progress um so final statement, statement as we close mm-hmm. Um, Africa is best to the West as a form of entertainment. So I got this because I've been upset about how this Queen Elizabeth thing has been done. 
Uh, I didn't hear Biden right um, speak and do a speech about the death of Mzekibaki or but 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 Queen Elizabeth, someone who doesn't even have the power to rule her country, and she she deserves all the respect I guess that she has. She is getting all this joy press conferences from jealous. leaders across the world. Uh, by the way, I'm a jealous guy. Ladies know that I'm a jealous guy. Um, so I got upset mm -hmm. with the way in which certain the death of certain leaders in mm -hmm. the West mm -hmm. compared to the death of leaders in Africa yeah. is responded to by the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. For example, a Kenyan president dies, mm -hmm. he makes a byline or mm -hmm. a statement in the news for the BBC. Uh, yesterday, oh, so this will be like one week from now, one week ago, the BBC went black. And for the whole day, today, yesterday, probably tomorrow for the next 10 days, they will be um, giving almost exclusive coverage of the queen. to the queen. I know it's part of a big part of her history. Mm. But, so, but when I watch vlogs about people interacting with Africa, they don't necessarily, they kind of talk about the people, even the woke people like Miss AX, the people who are just like her, Miss Aileen, sorry, people who are just like her. These are the things they like about our continent. However, the animals, the climate, and the scenery. That's every time you hear them talk about stories like, I went to this beautiful hole in the wall and I saw this beautiful thing. I went on a tuk-tuk journey through the savannas. It's never about interacting a with the people. Yeah, yeah, there's some Zungu on TikTok who, who they built a tuk-tuk and they just went on a tour around of Africa. They have a weird way of enjoying themselves. I swear to be white. Don't judge. I'm don't not, judge. No, I'm okay. I, don't judge me. I, can I pass a little bit of judgment? No. A little bit. Because it makes sense. To be white in Africa is to know that you will be safe, mm -hmm. right? Or in the very least that if you are harmed, somebody somewhere cares enough yeah. to come and fuck shit up on your behalf. Can you imagine if, if I wasn't Me? called after uh, people, people, can you, can you come and be this like, will be the peace? With, with my closest friends, like Miss Annalise, who is here in the room. Why the hell did he go on a TikTok, <laughs> a talk, a tuk -tuk journey in the Savannah? It wouldn't be like, oh, oh my God, let's we save need to him, get let's find like, his no, body. No, no, no. fool. That would be the thing that would come for me. Uh, oh, I'm kidnapped. Where was he when he was kidnapped? In the middle of the savannah. Ah, Bahas, it's oh. his fault. It's his fault. Really? We're going to kidnap What is he you? doing? He was on Tiki Tok. He was Tiki Toking <laughs> on a Tuku Tuku in the savannah. In the savannah, Nana. How does that make sense? So, my whole eyes, I realized that maybe our, our biggest input, and maybe we should hold it a bit, a bit more, is to be entertainment to the West. It's not to bring any substance to it. It's to bring them stress and entertainment. That combination. I think, In that order. I think that is the role they want us to have. Mm -hmm. Because then they don't have to take us seriously. Mm -hmm. They don't have to take our dreams seriously. They don't have to take our development seriously. And most importantly, they don't have to take our threats mm -hmm. seriously. If we're merely entertainment to them. Mm -hmm. But there is power in being entertainment. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I'm thinking about the tradition of cake walking, like how, like you how on top of cake. No, no, you this eat it after you eat it. No, cake walking is 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 was a tradition amongst the enslaved people. Um, no, is that where the statement that cake walking is? Okay. I don't think so. My God, let me just finish. finish. Let me finish the explanation. So if I remember, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so if I remember correctly, a cake walk. <laughs> 
Um, it started when these um, the white enslavers would force the enslaved black people to like dance for them, and mm -hmm. they'd be making fun of it the entire time. Oh. And then the Goodness. and then and, and then the enslaved yeah, and then the enslaved people were like, "Wait, hang on, we actually have an opportunity here to." reflect their culture back at them and make it look as ridiculous as possible mm. and so that's exactly what they did um they started i mean eventually then became a caricature of itself yeah where it then became like a way to parody and criticize like black people criticizing white people mm. like it became a hat on a hat yeah. but in in its 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 initial in, intention if i remember correctly was to serve as a way to criticize and send a message a very secret subtle message mm -hmm. to um about white people to black people why don't you do a whole episode on cakewalking you've never because you've, you've never heard about cakewalking no and i'm sure many people have never heard of cakewalking all they've heard is it's a cakewalk uh, okay and it is on that walk through the cake and the slices of time that we conclude today's Uta i was going to ask podcast. you for your opinion oh my opinion yeah okay. before ask we it. before we close your opinion on sorry ask it with some drama please okay i'm waiting Mr. Kagreatness, ah, you. you have so thoroughly guided this podcast ah, and this episode. Mm -hmm. um, as you're well aware, it is Mother Godanyu as presented by Utajiro Hujui. Um, it is a very important mm -hmm. part of this podcast, mm -hmm. um, a very part of this podcasting tradition for this mm -hmm. show. And um, you posed a very interesting question that I would like to relay back to you, good sir, if you are ready to, to mm -hmm. receive it. Um, let me see if I can buy myself some more time as I try and remember, try and remember what the question was. Wow. Um, but it definitely had something to do with, that. wait, okay. it, I, I remembered it. Mm -hmm. I remember. All right. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that the West, do you believe that Africa is best served, it best serves the global interests as entertainment for the rest? I choose not to answer that question. Ah, I'm lying. Lies, I'm lying. I'm lying. lies. Okay. So you can't sit on the fence, man. Number one, I never sit on the fence. You always sit on the I fence. You always sit on the I fence. Stands. So I am on the fence, but I'm not sitting. I'm standing. You're standing on the fence. Yes, so that I can see both sides and give proper judgment. I'm a judge. I'm call me. CJ. Or you're standing on the fence because you don't want to make a decision that will upset anyone either way. No, no, no. no. I don't have that complex. So, mm. my answer in short to that question, yes. to that statement, yes, we are a form, what do we bring to the table of the global interest? Besides raw materials? We bring our materials. Our young people. We bring people. our demands and our borrowings. We feel like, I feel like we are a beggar who has a farm of diamonds, if you get my, 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 my drift. Mm. Like, we feel like we're begging all the time for help, support. Despite our wealth. Despite our wealth. And the wealth is extreme. And this is the wealth, this wealth that we say is our wealth, is not even wealth that we really consider wealth. But the West told us it's wealth, so we're like, so why don't we take advantage of their conception of wealth, wealth and yeah. make more money from that wealth? Um, but yes, I think what people like to see is they like to see our Maasai's jumping. Yes. They like to see our runners running. They like to see our they children like to crying. They like to see our dancers dancing. That's for Afro mm -hmm. beats. They like to see our children crying, as you said. Um, that's what they want. They don't want the depth of, of humanity that actually exists within the African people. Mm. So they'll take our geniuses and take them to their mm. place because 
bottom line is most important. Yeah. Um, remember, I want my visa. So in case the people are spying on me, please, I'm not judging U.S. people. I'm just saying from an African perspective. And also, it says a lot about you as a country if you're so insecure that you can't let somebody criticize you rightfully for mm. your own treatment of us. It says a lot. Yes. Yeah. And so when they come, and then so they're, they're the handout mm -hmm. that we don't need. Mm -hmm. And then they're also... Um, yeah, just a form of, I feel we're an entertainment to them. Okay. They take our black people to go and play sports. Yeah. See Mo Farah. Mo Farah. Look at, have you ever seen a picture of the 2018 France World Cup team? You see what they were all black <laughs> from West Africa. And the ones who are not black. Uh, were a Jewish North Africa. Yeah. So out of a team of like 25 people, yeah. two, Hugo Lloris and Pavard, and I think Griezmann, were actually from ah, France. Okay, here's okay, here's here, here's where I will pump the brakes a little bit, you know? Um it, it's because it, it it sounds like we're saying that like there's only one way to be French and that way is to be white. Yes. Right? And I disagree with that. The way for the West to be the West, by the way, is if Marcus Gavi said it right, man, we all just come back to the continent, you know? With, you know, the, the motherland. Wait, wait, so do you agree build with... build a whole economy wait. where people from their countries actually belong to their countries and then let the white people be... Let's be like China. Do you see... Have you met a Blackanese? Actually, Blackanese. in Kenya, okay, you find, yeah. You met a man who's married one here in Kenya. Go to China and out of one billion people, tell me you'll be able to find 100,000 black Chinese people. That's 1%. That's 0.01%. Let's say a million of them, because that's a good percentage, one percent. Okay, but would you find them? But, no, the, but is that a bad thing? No, it's their cultures, their people. I don't judge Norway. I don't judge um, Finland and Poland. And but you need to understand the reason why a lot more black people are going to like Britain, Italy, Germany, France, the U well, U.S. It's the facade of a better life. No, it's it's not the facade of the better life. It's that these countries, ha like we already have pre-existing colonizer colonized relationships mm -hmm. um and so we're more familiar with those territories and more familiar with those countries mm -hmm. than we would be in a place like china for example mm -hmm. um that 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 was my number one my number two question was to ask you then mm -hmm. um then do you believe that do you agree with somebody who would say that european needs to say needs, needs to stay native which means which means natively white would you agree with that i feel it's too late but i would because and not, not as a racist thing at all, in my opinion. I feel that the best way for progress is had the slave trade not happened mm -hmm. and had um, the brain drain not happened, mm -hmm. that's the more And it's also not one, going on. And it's and is not going on. I feel, number one, as black people, mm -hmm. we have a responsibility, mm -hmm. an, an inherent responsibility to fix and develop our nations to the standards we desire. Yeah. Not to go and leave. Yeah. And never come back. Yeah. And call yourself American. Yeah. No. I feel your job is even if you go and learn the skills mm -hmm. and get a few hour years of work experience, mm -hmm. your job and your duty, your duty is to come back. Mm -hmm. And that's I feel I feel actually the Somali people have that a lot mm -hmm. and the Rwandan people, people who've gone through conflict, they leave but they always want to come back. Mm -hmm because you have a duty to fix what we have. Mm -hmm. And I feel we've just continued to use this excuse that we've watched the way the West lives and we've looked at their lives and we're like, that's what we want. Mm -hmm. And so 
when we look at it and we're like broke and we're not making any progress, the best way is to run. Mm -hmm. Go to UK and become a nurse. Mm -hmm. And we have some of the best nurses there. Some of the best nurses. Um, in fact, Kenya is known for its export of nurses. Kenya um, is known for its highly skilled, like skilled very people. good labor. So some yeah. of our best laborers will come and then when you ask them, why don't you come back and set things up? They'll say, the environment hasn't been set up for me. Unfortunately, I don't agree with that statement. You're the one to come and set up the environment. Mm. You're the one to make the sacrifice so that your kids, your grandkids and your great-grandkids mm -hmm. don't have to make the sacrifice. So you're the one who will come and live broke. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. You'll probably die broke. But three generations from now, your efforts will actually lay a foundation for Africa to reach her full potential. Oh, God, I'm going to become a politician. Guys. 2032, because uh, this one I don't think is going... 10 years, not even 2027. Yeah, he's going 10 years. 2032. Let's see, 2020, let's see, five is a... Okay. 10 years, yeah, that seems like that's enough time for you to run for the presidency, like build a, a connect. But I've actually been thinking about it. I think I'm going to run for president as a goof. For real? If I got someone who was willing to bankroll me, yeah. I would run for president as a goof, just to see how much of an impact I could make by saying populist things, by... And by the way, let's archive this, saying populist things, um, making stands, and being brutally honest, and see where it will take me. Okay, um, I feel like that's what Trump did, and then he won, and then everyone was shocked, even himself, like he was let's, like, what the let's fuck? Let's see in Kenya, let's see in Kenya. I what? I believe there, there, was some there have been some characters in our history, in our political history. Yeah. Had they been given a little money, and a little more effort, they could have swung the tides. And I'm talking about Dida and Wajakoya. Those two had they been given the correct guide like had they had a real like team behind them and all you do is just work the goof yeah work the goof work the angle. by the way they could have taken 10 percent together I feel, I feel because the youth let me tell you the one thing the youth do is they lie to your face so i'm not smile. voting or I'm, I'm voting for the one you're voting for mm. when they go to that ballot boss you'll be shocked mm. so why not? Why not? By the way, 10 years from now, if I got the backing, financial backing, hey, I'm going to do it. All right. This has been archived. It is September 2022. And if not in 10 years, 20 years. Just, just, just in case. Just, just to give yourself enough time. Yourself time. So at 2032, we will revisit this. And then in 2042, mm -hmm. you will revisit it again. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for watching the Utajua Hujui watching? podcast. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the Utajua Hujui podcast, broadcasted by none other than greatness led leading the Madhobodanyo session and hosted by the beautiful awesome. the beautifully intoxicating Aileen I don't know if you give your other name I don't okay her name is Aileen <laughs> uh, Aileen and we will conclude this episode by singing the African Union uh, They have a national anthem. Yes. What's the national anthem? Let us all unite and celebrate together. What? The victories of our fellow nations. Okay, I'm going to Google this. Let us dedicate ourselves to rise together to defend our unity and dignity. Oh, sons and daughters of Africa. My God. How did you... Let us make Africa the queen of life. What? How accurate was I? Okay.
Let us all unite and celebrate together the victories won for our liberation. Let us dedicate ourselves to rise together to defend our liberty and unity. O sons and daughters of Africa, flesh of the sun and flesh of the sky, let us make Africa the tree of life. Let us all unite and sing together to uphold the bonds that frame our destiny. Mm -hmm. Let us dedicate ourselves to fight together for lasting peace and justice on earth. There you go. That's the African Union National Anthem. Guys, you need to know that. Hey. How am, I the only, am I the only one in Kenya who knows that song? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It, was, it was composed by a Kenyan choral composer. There you go. That's, that's, and that's then nice. We're supposed to sing the East African one, then after hey, that the Kenyan ooh, one. Drumba, so and we've concluded with the african union national anthem yeah i will now hand over my zokozanyo um, uh, microphone to none other than ax to conclude today's episode all right then thank you so much for listening we will be back in i don't know maybe not Okay, this one is coming out next week, and then the week after that, there's another one coming out. And that one's going to be a special one. Mm -hmm. um, I have been Wu This is not special. <laughs> <laughs> this is not special. Okay, so I, 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 I don't want to reveal things too soon, but we are doing a, a collab with Nairobi. Oh, someone. Oh, yeah, okay, fine. But I think I think mine will be more special. We'll see. I mean, you're more than welcome to come and sit in on that one. I, I, I won't reveal the topic. Let me know. I'll let do me, it offside. Let me you guys, but I am very available to people. Oh, lies! But they never invite me. Lies! Never. Lies! This man is notoriously difficult to find. You can bribe him with all the chicken in the world, but you need to set a date with him three weeks in advance. That's a lie. And you can ask people near me. Ask. Um, the lady sitting here. She said truth. She said she lies. She just said lies. I, I am always. Lies. Thank you. Do the mic. I'm going the microphone. There we go. Lies. Lies. These are people who ha who have vendettas against me. I am always available. Just saying. Yeah, just one let hour, me know. One hour in advance, and I'll come from my house and I'll do it. You know. So more mother good than your session. You know, in the future. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. Conclude. Conclude. I guess bye. Just bye. I guess bye. Just just bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Utajuo Hujui podcast. I really appreciate you giving me your time of day. I know that your time is very valuable. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at utajuahujui.pod. That is at U-T-A-J-U-A-H-U-J-U-I dot P-O-D on Instagram. Please don't forget to like, share, review, do all the nice things. I could really use the boost. Okay, enjoy the rest of your time on this planet. Goodbye.